Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks are bringing you locked on Clippers. Mm-hmm. But when? Five days a week, Monday through Friday. Make us your first listen, seven in the morning. And let's dive into this Clippers versus Celtics preview. Yeah, that's right. Uh, kicking things off, we are going to be digging into that preview. We'll talk about what the Clippers are going to need to do well to put this one away, as well as what could go wrong. And then in segment two, it's what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we put a poll out on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. We want to know what you think about a given subject. Look, mm-hmm. we've been talking a lot about the Clippers' kind of hellacious January schedule. They play 17 games in the month, and we want to know what you think their record will be for Ugh. the month of January. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about that. There were some great comments on that one. And then in shavings, uh, we're going to take a look at the 538 odds. You know this is my favorite confirmation bias website. Either it says the Clippers are doing well, and I agree, or it says they won't. Yeah, and I, they don't know what they're talking about. And I remember that calculators don't know hoops. Uh, and then also, he's gone but not forgotten. we got to talk about Paul George, the possible implications of his haircut, uh, as well as will Paul George make an all-star team this year? Hope so. so all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so it is Clippers in Boston. This game will be at 430, just a heads up. Um, Right, let's get the injury report out of the way. Um, Yes, it is lengthy. Yes, the Clippers are going to be without, obviously, Paul George, obviously, Kawhi Leonard, obviously, Jason Preston. They're also going to be without Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum, and Isaiah Hartenstein. So, pretty brutal. Um, there's going to be 11 active guys. We're going to have Bledsoe, Kennard, Mann, Morris, and Zoo. Got to assume that's probably the starting five. And then uh, Keon, Brandon Boston, Winslow, Amir, Serge, and then everyone's favorite, uh, Xavier Moon. The Celtics are going to be without uh, Bruno Fernando, Ennis Freedom, ugh, CJ Miles, Aaron Naismith, Jason Tatum. Dennis Schroeder wasn't on the initial report, but then he was added since he's in health and safety protocols. Marcus Smart is questionable. Josh Richardson is set to return from the Celtics. He wasn't on their report. Um, so yeah, Celtics come in on a two-game losing streak, including against Minnesota last time out that they played. Will, what is something we need to do well against the Celtics team? Depleted well, Celtics team. I'm hoping that the three-point shooting carries over from what we saw against the Nets. We shot around 38% as a team against the Nets. It was one of the few bright spots of our offense, in, in what was a very labored game offensively, yes. um, the Nets did a good job of really kind of stifling out a, a lot of our scoring mm-hmm. in the paint or around the rim. Um, but we did shoot well as a team from three. The Celtics are currently taking around two more three-point attempts per game than us. Okay. Uh, however, we have been the more efficient team. Uh, we're shooting around 36% as a team on the season, which is just outside the top 10 in the NBA, number 11. Uh, and Boston is connecting at a 34% rate, which drops you to 22nd in the Damn, NBA. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? We need to figure out how to take some of the scoring pressure off Marcus Morris. I say opposite. <laughs> yeah, spread it on. Um, with the current team missing, Reggie um, and PG, Mook has obviously taken the largest burden when it comes to scoring. Last five games, he's gone 24, 24, 2, 20, and 17. <laughs> So he's pretty much answered it, um, which has been fantastic. But he needs some help. I'm looking at Luke and Terrence in the starting lineup, if he keeps it the same, um, to just kind of make it a little more evenly distributed um, in that first stretch that they play, which will be the majority of the first quarter for sure. 
Um, there's going to be an every bucket is a good bucket stretch in this game for the Clippers. Oh, yeah. And I just hope that that stretch is longer than the droughts are going to be because Mook, I'm not going to say needs help because it's just because of injuries that we're dealing with this, but someone's got to step up a bit in the scoring um, department other than Marcus Morris. Yeah, it seems like for the Celtics, they've recently kind of had trouble defending teams in the paint as well as on the fast break, which unfortunately are two places that the Clippers are not that great at scoring. Sure. Uh, however, we need to continue to get paint touches, be Leads aggressive, success. Uh, get trips to the line. The Celtics are sending their opponents to the free throw line fairly often. Uh, they are just outside the bottom 10 in the NBA. They're sending their okay. opponents to the line on around 25% of field goal attempts. So you got a one in four chance and maybe making, right. getting, the, yeah. getting a couple free shots. That's how you win a slop fest if you're if you're in the situation situation like the Clippers are. Yeah, the defense of the Clippers has also translated to not fouling a lot. We actually have the best opponent free throw attempt rate in the league. Oh yeah, shout out to uh, the teams are getting the line less than nineteen percent on their field goal attempts. Love it. Uh, so I hope that Bledsoe, like going off of your kind of Marcus Morris note, I, I hope that Bledsoe is open to leading the charge into the paint mm -hmm. at times. Uh, I thought that he looked at his best in that Nets game when he was just kind of steamrolling. Uh, <laughs> yes. Not really allowing... Get out of my way. Yeah, not allowing that Nets defense to get set in the half court because uh, we were definitely having troubles there. And half court offense with a team without a lot of familiarity is going to continue to be an issue. Bad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we, need, we probably need to use a little bit of pace um, to kind of offset that. I'm wondering if we could see, I know you wanted to see less scoring burden on him, but could we see more of kind of like the the paint dump to Morris and and just kind of let letting him work there, whether he chooses to to pass the ball out if he draws a double team or just kind of, you know, or shoot post if he up has a double shoot. team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like I think with his physicality, he does match up well with Horford and Robert Williams the third. Yeah. So we'll just have to see. But what could go wrong in this one, Chuck? Um, just touching off the paint thing too. Hope Big Zoo can get going. Yes. This could be a fun this game. This could be a good this, this could be a very like a, a good performance for Zoo. We get 15 plus and 10 from Zoo. We're probably winning this game. Um, what could go wrong? Look, Jalen Brown had 26, 10, and 4 in their last game. He's their Marcus Morris right now, basically. Yeah. Um, I love Jalen Brown. He's and he maybe doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. I'm not. I love Jalen Brown. He's very good at basketball. I'm not sure Jalen Brown can single-handedly beat this Clippers team. Um, so I kind of hope there's like a let Jalen cook defensive strategy in this one. Yes. And just we shut down everyone else around him. Um, so I'm just kind of wondering, like if we can kind of limit Peyton Pritchard, who was lights out from three um, in that Minnesota game. Like, I just hope we try and let Jalen Brown completely beat us because I just don't think it can happen. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing that I think could go wrong is like if we have that kind of game where guys not named Jalen Brown mm -hmm. sort of find their stride. Uh, I thought that this was a huge issue in the Nets game. Like, obviously, it's hard to overcome a star going off for 40. It's impossible. Right. <laughs> it's impossible when they're going off for 40 and everyone else is also Just like scoring. Yeah, yeah, scoring with relative ease. Um, so, you know, you look at the, there's some guys on the Celtics who definitely could step up. Horford is only averaging around 13 a game so far on the yeah. season, but he can stretch the floor. And if he finds a shot from deep, I mean, his attempts are certainly there. But that could be a factor. And if it's working, we're just going to see it continuing in, in games like this, like not just for the Celtics game in every NBA game. If some random dude is hot, he's getting the ball over and over again. Yeah. And with no Schroeder, uh, Pritchard could be a guy to yep, watch. For sure. uh, he's only averaging like five points a game on the season, but over his last five games, he's had 14 plus and four Damn. out of five games. 
He had 24 in that losing effort against Minnesota, but um, you know, if the attempts are there from three, you know, that could that could change things. Yeah. Uh, what else could go wrong in this one? So kind of going with the Jalen Brown thing, um, I don't think Jalen Brown can single-handedly beat this version of the Clippers team. However, I think if Marcus Smart plays, those two guys could potentially make it a little too top-heavy for the Clippers to deal with in this game. Because that's kind of what... You look at the Nets game, like we, we're going to keep going back to a lot, I think, going forward. When we play teams that only have one star, yeah, like top heaviness is what's going to win you a lot of these games in the NBA right now. And oh, if you're just top heavy, which you've seen the Clippers do when everyone's healthy, you're like, oh, you're just top heavy. We're just going to kind of lay on you a bit when we really have to um, to get this game taken care of. Now, because of health and safety stuff, if Marcus Smart plays, that just makes this game a lot harder um, um, if he's able to go. What's your prediction for this game? I don't know, man. I actually feel like these Got teams... The young guys off the bench. Like, everyone off the bench except for, like, Surge and Justice is a, a young buck, firmly. Yeah, so I feel like in terms of, like, vet and, and NBA experience, the Celtics definitely have a bit of an edge. Yeah. But I see these two teams is where they are at right now is, like, pretty evenly matched. Uh, I would, you know, We're obviously constantly evenly matched with the Celtics. When everyone's healthy, it's an even matchup. Like when yeah. everyone's in half, like I would definitely give the Clippers the advantage defensively. And I think if we can get stops in this one, we can we can definitely pull out a win. Yeah, on the road. Yeah, we need it. We need it. We very much need it. Um, coming up, we're gonna be talking the What You Say Wednesday poll. Just talking, diving into more of this hellish January. But first, we got to give a shout out to Truebill. Will, do you know my free trials were new without your consent? No, why? I'm so sorry to break this to you. It's actually a business scam out to get to you. What? I'm why? Really sorry. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subs. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. You know, hard skateboarding trick, good amount of money to save every year. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year, and on average, just over 700 bucks. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay, so we're back with What You Say Wednesday. Uh, basically, every single Tuesday, we put a poll out on Twitter. We want to know what you think about a given subject. We let you vote and comment if you if you so dare. People do uh, a lot of the time when they're fired up about it. Yeah, sure. no, I, I can't wait to get into those. But this one is all about January. Look, the Clippers are going to play 17 games in the month of January, including 12 of those 17 games on the road and two back-to-backs. This one is all about <laughs> what do you think their record will be for the month, Chuck? What did people have to say? We went a little optimistic on these choices. Okay. Um, we went worse than 7 and 10, right around 500-ish, better than 10 and 7. Better than 10 and 7 is insane. I'll tell you what, 6% of people, potentially insane then, because they voted for better than 10 and 7. I love it, though. It's um, the right kind of insanity. <laughs> yeah. 40% voted for right around 500-ish, so right around, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, what was it, like, uh, basically right around, like, eight and nine, nine and eight, that thing. 54% of people worse than seven and 10. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm with the majority on this one. I think it's going to be worse than seven and 10. 
I think we might be looking at like if we go seven and ten, I'm hyped. If we go seven and ten, I actually think we're in a really good spot. Just two games below five hundred, assuming Paul George is able to return in the month of February. I I think that that is still an, an okay position to be in. Yes, um, if we go seven and ten, I think it was Lucas Hahn who said sell your firstborn and be happy with <laughs> like eight and nine or something like that, or maybe nine and eight. Like if they can just kind of flirt with five hundred, it's a successful January. Yeah, seven and ten for what this Clippers team is right now is to me a five hundred. <laughs> That's very <laughs> fair too. It's all about perspective when it comes to these numbers. Um, not the real MC Ren said. I think seven and ten is achievable. Also think with a healthy roster, Kawhi and PG, they can be a five hundred team, maybe just over. I think with a fully healthy roster, we're much better than a five hundred team. Yeah, would I, be I, my hot I, take. I think so too. 7 and 10, like, I'm with you. It achievable is, is what they said, which it, it, I like. It is achievable. Uh, it's still, like, you know, that that still, to me, is kind of in the best-case scenario of realm. We're right also now. entering January on the second night of a back-to-back, so you could almost argue that the literal first game on the first day of January is a scheduled loss against a Nets team who's going to be getting back Kevin Durant and yeah. a bunch of other people, not Kyrie, obviously. That we're playing on the second night of a back-to-back. That we're playing on the second night of a back-to-back. With travel. <laughs> the day after new year's eve so yeah. you could potentially chalk that up as a scheduled loss right off the bat then we you know we're, we're at phoenix we end the 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 month on a what six game road trip seven game road trip something like that it it's might a be long eight, road trip. One, it's two, a three, long road. it's a lot so you go 500 in that road trip over those eight games or whatever like there's there's your four and five. If you count the you know New Year's Day loss as well, you got to play some good basketball after that. Um, here comes the Batum. Um, Hardboiled Bees says, I think reality is starting to hit that this season is going to be very rough. Really hope we can stay in the playoff picture, which we'll get to in the next segment. Um, but Ricky Chu also added, watching the young guys hoop is fun, but I just don't expect wins. I think that's fair. I mean, like, we're at a place where you cannot expect to win. Yeah. Every Wash win yourself is, of the expectation of, expectation of win. Yeah, and, and, like, I'm not saying that this team is doomed or anything, but every win is going to be a hard-fought win, and it is going to be... I mean, like, look, you will appreciate it a little bit more, which is always kind of nice. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh, this is fun. The games that seem winnable at home versus Timberwolves, January 3rd. Yeah. That seems winnable. Um... Hopefully we can beat the Pelicans on the 13th. That's in New Orleans. History repeats itself. It is hard to beat the same team three times. Yeah. So that we got that going for us. Um, I mean, who knows what the Wizards are going to look like late in the month. Like Wizards magic, not the worst back-to-back to have late in the month. Yeah, getting magic on the second night definitely is. Getting magic on the second night. Um, play the Pacers a handful of times. I don't know. This is, uh, is going to be difficult. Where do you think... Because, I mean, we obviously have the toughest January schedule. Um, Brian Harold commented, it's weird how the Clippers schedule have so many back-to-backs and four per weeks, but they never seem to get extended time off during the season. That is weird, Brian. Yeah. I wish someone What's would, that about? would tell us why that is. Um, outside of Marcus Morris, who do we need to have a big January? We know what Marcus Morris has to do, which is put up around 20 points efficiently every game. It's going to have to be a, some sort of combination of on a given night, either Bledsoe or Kennard, and then Zoo is going to continue to have to be huge defensively. 
does it bum you out that we're not like expecting Terrence Mann to step up? I know it's possible. We all, all Clippers fans know it's, it's possible. And all Clippers fans, probably most of us have been a little bummed out kind of with what we thought jump developmentally wise we'd see from Terrence Mann in terms of aggression and stuff like that. Um, no, but like you also got to consider last year when he had his standout that I think is like what planted the seed for everybody to think of this most improved player thing, which you that know, was I've, crazy. Obje- I've objected to many times, but like that was still a roster that was down Kawhi Leonard and he was surrounded by Paul George, Nick yes. Batum, Marcus Morris. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Like sure, it's very yeah. different. Like I, I, and you're I in think, the fold in that scenario. You're not the standout yeah, where it's like, stop this guy. Yeah. And I think that some, like there has to be some credit given to that, that, um, you know, not only is Terrence Mann a little bit more of a known quantity to NBA defenses, he doesn't have the same He's not caliber a, of talent around him, yeah. uh, which makes things a lot easier on you. I uh, also don't think so he's n- a complicated quantity. Yeah. He's a known quantity. You know what he does. He's not really, he hasn't, I'm not saying he should have quote unquote added anything to his game or whatever. But there's just not any, like, you, you just know what you get with Terrence if yeah. you're the opponent right now. Yes, yeah, I think that's true. And uh, no, I, I just don't think that he can be, I would put those other guys in a tier above him. Like, yeah. like you know, Bled, I mean, Bledsoe for obvious reasons. Sure, he, responsibility. Know, he can he can lead this team. Yes. Um, Kennard, I mean, is just more of like a hope. I hope for him that you can find that efficient scoring and like, <laughs> yeah. and get up there because I, you know, those are, when we can get good canard looks, I mean, those are easy buckets. Yeah, um, for sure. Usually. Uh, those are easy buckets, like high percentage shots if he's, you know, feeling himself. And then, you know, Zoo to me is just like, he's just become so much more important with all the absences and like, I mean. Especially with Hartenstein out now. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'll tell you what, I'm hoping Serge can really give us a little reminder of what, we I thought he's looked good the last couple of games. Yeah, I'm hoping he can build on it and give us a reminder defensively. Of like, oh, this is what this team looks like when you have a healthy surge. Yeah. Like not I'm not saying that I also feel like right now with the the center rotation with the Clippers, there's kind of this weird like, well, we should only play two of these guys. And it's like, we can have three. That's totally fine. Hartenstein, playoff wise, is probably not going to see too many minutes and stuff like that. And Surge is built for that. So we need to mitigate these things. I hope Surge can step up. We hope everyone can step it up. Thank you to everyone who voted um, over on at Locked on Clips about what the hell is going to happen in January. We're bringing you all the news about that for sure. Coming up, we're going to be talking. Uh, James Ennis signed a 10-day hardship contract with the Clippers uh, the evening of the 28th, which is fun. Talking fire through the eight odds. And then just some things that have happened since Paul George cut his hair. But first, Will, if I wanted to bet online, where could I do that? Oh, you got to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Basketball season still continuing. It's getting a little funky, but you could still track all the action at Bet Online. Might be the time to get in on some good bets. Uh, Bet Online has you covered with all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Look, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams. Just try to soldier on through the season. <laughs> Get through this. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. Yes, and now that you have bet all your money, you should eat probably some food. You got to head on over to Built Bar. Built Bar has delicious flavors. Coconut, cherry, bar, raspberry. 
mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. I'm a little partial to mint brownie. Kind of fun. Basically oh, it like is. Three different flavors, basically. Yeah. Um, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each, which is fantastic. Not only are Built Bars uh, great tasting, they're very healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Order today, get the grasshopper cookie, raspberry, whatever you want. Go to built.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just kind of where we wrapped up, where, well, where we do wrap up everything else. <laughs> Uh, and kicking things off, Clippers have another hardship contract. It's yes. James Ennis. We did it. Uh, James Ennis is on the Clippers. Um, people were clamoring for this. People, look, people have been in our ear constantly about this. No, I mean, it, it's good. Uh, he played for, uh, he played uh, two games uh, for Brooklyn uh, this season. Um, you know, seven minutes per game. Played four, uh, 41 appearances. For Orlando last year, shot 43% from three. Love it. On two and a half attempts per game. Love it. Those are probably going to go up for the Clippers this year. Um, you know, hey, we need bodies. So is this an, are you more optimistic about Ennis over Winslow? Winslow's been proving me wrong lately. So <laughs> Fair enough. Fair weirdly, enough. I'm going to say no, but uh, yeah, shout out James Ennis. Um, his Twitter handle is James DeTruth. If you'd like to follow him. <laughs> um let's talk these 538 odds which in the beginning of the season predicting the clippers to like barely make the playoffs but then once they got there they were like the second favorite team to win the championship yeah um somehow currently 538 is predicting the clippers to finish at 39 and 43 okay so a skosh under 500 and i'll tell you what Stu quinn not getting that that uh, that game total bet which sucks what is this game? What is the game total? I think it was forty three. Oof. Yeah, tough. Fifty six percent chance of making the playoffs, which is just under the Timberwolves according to their Raptor model, has a sneaking in at the eighth seed. Um, so it would be seven eight with uh, us in Minnesota. And then of course a seven percent chance of making the finals, and then just a three percent chance of winning the finals. How would we feel if we ended up against Minnesota in the play-in game? Uh, as the eighth seed, I mean, not an ideal spot to be in. Sure, uh, you just got to win one game. Yes. Do you think this Clippers team is an eighth seed right now? Uh, right now with no Paul George. Oh, I, I mean, today, absolutely. Do you think? I think eighth seed is maybe even optimistic for this team. When things are all said and done, when they reevaluate, because that's the thing. The biggest thing this hinges on is what this reevaluation of PG looks like in a few weeks. Yeah. It's not like he's coming back in three to four weeks. And I don't mean to be all doom and gloom, but it's a reevaluation in three to four weeks, Yeah, which means it could be a couple extra. But Toome actually came back from a similar injury um, on his non-shooting elbow, and it was six weeks, no surgery. So that would be great, but this is um, his shooting elbow. And yeah, it really just hinges on that reevaluation. Um, but hey, I mean, playing team... I think we can get past the Wolves in a one-game series. Maybe, yeah. You know? I mean, you get two chances if you're the 7-8 seed. True, you just yeah. Have to, you get two oh, chances man. to... I do, I do not want to be in that second game. You get two <laughs> chances to win one game. <laughs> yeah, like, if I don't want to be in that second round of the play-in, um, if the Clippers are coming in there. Um, yeah, I think the Clippers... I think we're better than maybe a, a below 500 team. 
think we're honestly we're we're probably right about a 500 team. 41? 41 wins? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're Which, at. Which we'll see what happens. 538. Who knows if they're going to come up with a COVID model to predict things. Maybe they should. Yeah. We'll tell them how to do their jobs. Um, moving on. Let's talk Paul George. Yes. I want to bring up something. Uh, look, I don't like talking about this kind of stuff. Um, on the 20th of December, Paul George made a hairstyle change. Yeah. Something we've all done before. Yeah. Cut Unless, the braids. Cut the braids. Um, looks fantastic right now. Looks great. Braids also looked good. But since the braids have been cut, We've got the heart ankle injury. We got the Luke hip. We got the elbow with Paul George himself. We got Reggie health and safety protocols. Seems like it's time to let it grow. Just again. let it grow. Yeah. Right. Like, now, what's going to happen when Reggie cuts his hair too? Maybe that offset. Maybe. Maybe. Well, you know what I think needs to happen. Zubats needs to grow the hair out to offset <laughs> all of this. Or a wig. Or a wig, as we've said, or a wig. Um, no you can just try it on for size. No one's really tweeted at us agreeing that Zoo should grow his hair out. If you agree, let us know uh, with hashtag Zoo should grow his hair out. Yeah. Um, at Lockdown. Zoo locks. Zoo, zoo. Oh, man. Dude, Zoo locks? <laughs> Dude, if that man just had a, a flowing mane of hair. Yeah. Zoo locks? <laughs> yeah. Yes, fully on board with that. Um, no, Paul George, is a, he's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants. But just saying... Interesting coincidence. Interesting coincidence. Let's talk some actual Paul George stuff. What do we got? Do you think Paul George is going to miss the votes to be an all-star this season? <sighs> I just think, like, narrative-wise, it would be a bummer for him in a Kawhi-less year. Sure. We're just, you know, with a month of action plus missed. I don't know. You know, without... It's, it's hard. People have short-term memories, especially for, for this kind of stuff. And people hate Paul George. Yeah, I, I just don't know if people are going to remember how dominant he was in what we've been able to see of him this season, especially yeah. if he doesn't end up playing another game before the All-Star break. You know, I'm just not... I'm not sure. He did make it last year after missing in 2020, but, man, would love for him to get that. I believe it would be his eighth All-Star appearance if he made it this year. Yeah, he get 10, you know, you're almost guaranteed Hoffer. Uh, so, come on, man. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's just brutal, because, like, yeah, it's, like, right near the end of February. People, like I already said, people already don't like Paul George for no actual reason. Yeah. Um, One thing helping him is I do feel like the West is maybe a little bit more guard heavy than than forward heavy. Sure. In terms That's a good of call. like, you know, but I mean, like LeBron's talent, still going to make it. Uh, LeBron will probably make it. Um, Even though defensively, he's been bad. Right. Um, LeBron will probably, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think a player like, like Kawhi, if this were to be flipped and it's Kawhi, he's making it. Because mm-hmm. Kawhi has a reputation among fans specifically. Oh yeah, um, rightfully so. Paul correct, George has a correct reputation. Yes, Paul George has the opposite, which is tough. But I hope he makes it. Go ahead and retweet all the the Paul George hashtag and be all star stuff too for sure. Because it would be great to see him because he played every game that first month. Like scored forty two against Portland. We first twenty six games, I believe. Yeah, like the game. He was at he was in he was at MVP conversation level. Yeah, before things signed the kind of started to go downhill before the elbow thing because there was a bit of a shooting decline. But that's to be expected when you play so much basketball. Um, I don't I hope he is. Um, I hope he makes it because he's been, <laughs> things would be so much worse if he hadn't have been as good as he was to open the season. Absolutely. Anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Thursday's episode, recap of Clippers versus Celtics. One more time, that game starting at 4.30 Pacific time, the right time. 
Thirsty Thursday, talk about what we want to see more of and maybe less of. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, if uh, your server asked you what podcast you were listening to, instead of looking at the menu, where would you tell them uh, you were listening to us from? Uh, I would say, well, we're the Lockdown Clippers podcast. We go great with any type of cuisine. You can check us out on iTunes with the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitch. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. Mm -hmm. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works. It's fabulous. Hey, if you haven't already, please leave us a rating and review over on iTunes or the podcast app, regardless of where you listen. Five stars helps the show out. We'll read it on the air. We absolutely will. You can also rate um, podcasts on Spotify now. Oh, I stand corrected. So Great. give <laughs> so give all the Clippers pods um a five star rating. But you know, maybe, maybe, maybe throw one our way too. That'd be a good time. Um I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you. <laughs>